you are Locked On Dodgers, your daily Los Angeles Dodgers podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So I say D, I say D-O, D-O-D, D-O-D-G, D-O-D-G-E-R-S, team, 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 Yo, 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 Dodger fans. Welcome to Locked On Dodgers. We are part of the Locked On Podcast Network, the number one local sports daily podcast network. Locked On, your team every day. This is the daily podcast covering the Los Angeles Dodgers, bringing you the smart fans' perspective on our boys in blue. I'm Vince Samperio, Chavez Ravine Fiends, and with me, as always, is Jeff Snyder of Baseball Essential. Jeff, how are you doing? I'm doing pretty good. How are you doing, Vince? I'm doing all right. It's been raining literally all day today, or on Thursday night. Yeah, we uh we got a little bit of rain up here in Utah today, but it's actually been pretty nice weather the last few days. All right, we are here to talk about June of 2017, as uh, we have been looking back at the 2017 season. June was a good month for the Dodgers. They went 21 and seven, outscoring opponents by 61 runs. So we're going to get into a couple things that happened and a couple of the standout fun games. But before we do that, a quick reminder to subscribe to Locked on Dodgers wherever you get your podcasts. And when you get in your car or if you're just at home, tell your smart device to play podcast Locked on Dodgers. All right, Jeff. So just some uh, standout notes from month June. Like I said, they were 21 and 7. They went from down point five games in the division to up three and a half by the end of the month. They won 16 out of 17 at one point, and this was all after starting two and four to start the month, and then they won 16 out of 17 after that. Cody Bellinger had a very hot month with 13 home runs, uh, leading the way along with Jock and Justin Turner. Overall, they set a Dodgers franchise record for home runs in a month with 53, and what we didn't talk about in May, but we will talk about throughout this, is the emergence of Brandon Morrow, who did come up in May. He pitched two games at the end of May, uh, but then he ended up throwing eight scoreless innings throughout the month of June. So he kind of became, you know, a player in the Dodgers bullpen. Uh, but Jeff, I know you are excited to talk about the beginning of the month when it, you thought you were cursed. Yeah, yeah, between the beginning of the month and I'll talk about it again when we when we get to July. So uh I went to the games on June 5th and 6th of that year which uh which was the first two games of the series with the Nationals. And uh June 6th was the game when there there was a good gift made of Max Scherzer cussing under his breath at, at Chase Utley. Do you remember that one? Yeah, I do. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Scherzer, uh, he was just almost unhittable that day. Brandon McCarthy pitched well, but uh, but they lost. But the day before that, June fifth, uh, so June second of that that month was my fortieth birthday, and my wife for my birthday got me the coolest present ever. She uh, touched bases with Joe Davis and worked it out for me to be able to sit in the Dodgers broadcast booth for a game. So June fifth, I was sitting in the booth right behind Joe and Oral. Uh, next to Rick, Rick Krajewski wasn't there yet. It was a, a different guy, but there were two guys, uh, whose names I can't remember right now. Uh, but they sat behind me and, uh, one of them was doing the stats. The other one was, the other one was in charge of 
just kind of keeping an eye on the game. It was it was really cool, you know, to see him. He'd pull out his binoculars every half inning to just look and make sure uh, that he knew if any uh, positions had changed. He would constantly be pulling out the binoculars to check the bullpens to see if anybody was warming up. And just they had little notes that they're passing to Joe and Oral the whole game. It's really cool to see to see what was going on in the booth and uh, kind of the one of the best nights of my life, you know, at least on a baseball standpoint. Uh, and, of course, the Dodgers did lose that game. They lost those two games, and then they didn't lose back-to-back games again for a month and a half until July 20th and 21st. And as you'll find out on, you know, Monday or Tuesday, I was at those two games too. So uh, the only two times that the Dodgers lost back-to-back games over the course of a couple months, uh, probably over the course of three full months, uh, were the four games that I was at. But uh, but it was fun anyway. Yeah, I remember we all had fun making fun of you back then. Even before that, uh, one milestone that was hit in June, Clayton Kershaw struck out the 2,000th batter of his career that night, and the Dodgers played a 12-inning game with the Brewers. They won. Uh, Dodgers pitchers struck out a franchise record 26 batters. And in that game, Kenley Jansen struck out his 36th batter of the season, and he had yet to allow a walk, which was a major league record. So the Dodgers pitching, specifically Kershaw and Jansen, were started the month on fire and had a pretty strong month overall. Kenley Jansen had 10 saves, pitched 14 innings, and did not allow a run in all of June. So he was you know, at the top of his game at that time. Here's a trivia question for you, Vince. On that June 5th game that I sat in the booth, do you know what player played in his final game as a Dodger and, to this point at least, his final game of his major league career? Was it Brett Eibner? It was. I didn't even have to give you my hint. What would my hint have been, Vince? Um, I don't know that he's attractive. No, well, there's definitely that. (laughs) Did you know that he hit the longest home run of the year for the Dodgers that year? I want to say yes, but if I wouldn't have got that. I don't know if that would have helped me with the hint. Yeah, he only hit two homers that year, but one of them, it was like 474 feet or something, the longest home run of the year for the Dodgers. I almost picked him as an obscure Dodger, but I think we've done him before. So, uh, But either way, uh, the Dodgers, that series, uh, after the Nationals, they beat uh, Kershaw, outdueled Strasburg on June 7th, and then they played Cincinnati. So June 3rd, oh, June 3rd, we didn't even talk about. June 3rd, the Dodgers were down 8-5 going into the top of the ninth against the Brewers. And with one out in the ninth, the Dodgers loaded the bases. Cody Bellinger walked to force in one run. And then Chris Taylor came up and hit a grand slam to center field. I don't really remember that game. Me specifically, do you remember that one, Jeff? Yeah, that was a that was a crazy game. That was a Saturday. I was, I was sitting on my parents' couch in Lake Elsinore because I was down there for the games I was going to in a couple days. And yeah, the game just went back and forth and it was the Brewers had put up a five spot in the seventh to take a commanding, what was it, eight to four lead. And then then the Dodgers came all the way back in the ninth. And uh, yeah, I, I I remember it vividly. That grand slam, it was one of the weirdest games of the year just because both teams seemed intent on losing the game or winning the game, depending on how you look at it. And then the series against the Reds, Justin Turner had missed a couple weeks with the strained hamstring. He came back in his first at-bat. He had a two-run home run. And then after the game, he, he noted that he used Cody Bellinger's bat, which we have noted earlier that Cody Bellinger was already on a hot streak uh, at the time. But then the next night, the Dodgers had their only walk-off of June, actually, and it was a tie game going to the bottom of the ninth. 
Uh, Puig and Turner single to put two runners on for Seager. And Corey Seager hit his first walk-off hit of his career at any level with a double off of future Dodger Tony Singrani. And then actually against the Reds the next night, it wasn't a walk-off, but they were down 7-3 going into the bottom of the eighth. Cody Bellinger homered. Grandal singled, and then Rysel Iglesias walked in, th- walked three guys to force in a run, and then Corey Seager hit a grand slam, the first of his career. So back-to-back nights with the first of his career for Corey Seager. Jeff, what do you remember about that series? Yeah, that uh, the two things I remember from that series, uh, the first game of the series was when uh, Amir Garrett started for the Reds. He used to be a starter, and in the second inning bottom of the second inning Austin Barnes led off with a line drive off of off of Garrett's hand and knocked him out of the game and uh Garrett missed some time so that that for some reason sticks in my mind and then the other thing is yeah that grand slam by by Seager Sunday afternoon and interestingly Seager only has two career grand slams and both of them came in the eighth inning of Sunday afternoon games, started by Hyunjin Ryu and closed out by Kenley Jansen. So uh, at least we found Seager's sweet spot. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll break it up right here. We'll come back and talk about the rest of the month. There's a, f- a lot of fun games that happen this month. So make sure you keep it locked on Dodgers. Are you ordering a lot of food right now or other things from delivery services? Well, if you are right now, you can... Use Postmates and you can get not just food. Like I said, you can get groceries. You can get anything you need from uh, the stores as long as it's in stock. No more late night runs. No more, you know, having to go out if it's raining like it is today or uh, if you don't want to be outside and, and expose yourself more than you have to uh, with everything that's going on. You can do it all with Postmates. Uh, convenience stores, clothing stores, restaurants, uh Pretty much anything you need, you can have it within the hour with Postmates. Uh, all you have to do is download the Postmates app, which is available on iOS or Android. Find your favorites and get anything you want. And for right now, you can get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days with no minimum purchase. All you have to do is download the app, use the code Locked On, and you'll get $100 of free delivery credit for your first seven days. Anything you need, anytime you need it, Postmate it. All right, so before we get back into June, let's get into our obscure former Dodger. And so I looked at, you know, the Dodgers split the series at the end of the month with the Angels. So I looked at the 2017 Angels to find if there was an obscure Dodger on there. And there was a couple others, but this one never actually suited up for the Dodgers. Andrew Heaney, who we talked about a few days ago, uh, but Andrew Heaney came over to the Dodgers from the Marlins and with Barnes and Kike and Chris Hatcher. However, he was flipped for Howie Kendrick right away to the Angels. Um, and he had funny tweet thanking the Dodgers for his time there. But yeah, Andrew Heaney overall, he's, he's been pretty decent with the Angels when healthy. Uh, he went through a lot last year with the loss of Tyler Skaggs. Um, but one thing I saw on his Wikipedia page that was funny is that when he played for the Marlins, his nickname was Heener Snitchel, or alternatively known as Heen Dog, after winning a locker room hot dog eating contest among teammates. Uh, so right then and there, uh, Andrew Heaney, I'm a fan of you, sir. So uh, That's all I got for Andrew Heaney, but I, I, that, once I saw that, I knew he had to be uh, part of our episode today. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I would guess, though, that 
a team of baseball players having a hot dog eating contest. He he probably won with like four hot dogs eaten or something. Yeah, I, yeah, I doubt it was anything crazy, but uh, Teen Dog. Now, if you if you know if you ever hear him called that, you know why. Okay, so let's get back into June. Yeah. Be, actually, before we jump back into June, can I give a couple updates? You so uh, first of all, I mentioned Joe and Oral earlier, uh, letting me sit in the booth with them. Uh, if you haven't listened, their first episode of, of their new podcast, which is called Off the Air, Off Air? Yeah. Off, off the, the Air. air. Uh, with Joe and Oral. With Joe and Oral. It's now available. The first episode came out on Thursday, and it's awesome. It, you know, What we like about Joe and Oral, Joe and Oral is their friendship. and listen to them talk together, and they lean on that the perfect amount. They had Dave Robertson as a guest. So obviously... Uh, Locked on Dodgers should be your top priority of podcast listening, but uh, off the air with Joe and Oral is definitely must listen. It's only once a week, so so you can handle that once a week. And then my other Joe Davis-related update, I promised you guys the other day that I would check in with him about the Absolute Madness call uh, to see how he came up with it, if it it was off the cuff. or And I speculated, uh, do you remember what I speculated, Vince? I speculated that he probably thought of it after Bellinger's homer and thought, oh, if JT has one, what what should I say? And uh, I was almost right. He did. He uh, I asked him about it, and he said, uh, he said, that line hit me at the moment the Bellinger's home run hit the foul pole. For whatever reason, that's what the scene and the feeling in the stadium struck me as at that moment. Um, and I said, so were you rooting for JT to hit a home run so you could use it? And he said, I didn't say to myself, if they hit another one, I'm going to say it. It's just more that that phrase was stuck in my head from Bellinger's Homer. So when JT hit his, it came out naturally. So that's the story of the absolute madness call. He did think of it after the second home run. And when the third one happened to tie the game, he had it ready to go. That is a good tidbit. And one that maybe not a lot of people knew or maybe nobody knew. I don't know. I don't remember him ever talking about it because obviously we didn't know. So, uh, Yeah. yeah, that's good. Yeah, so let's get back into June. When they won 16 out of 17, their only loss was one game in uh, Cleveland. But the other game in Cleveland, uh, this was back when Andrew Miller was still a dominant a dominant pitcher at the time. And Kike Hernandez hit a home run off him that just went over the fence. And then the Dodgers ended up scoring three more runs after that uh, to go ahead and end up holding on for a win in Cleveland. We'll move on real quick. And then you can add in after Jeff uh, Cody Bellinger hit two home runs against the Mets on June 19th that gave him 21 home runs in 51 games faster than any player in history and even though he didn't start his season till three weeks after everyone else he overtook the major league lead for home runs so Jeff anything about all those things I just mentioned yeah the the confluence of those two things uh, because the day before Kike's homer against Andrew Miller Bellinger hit one against Miller in the top of the eighth inning. It was a tie game, two to two, and Bellinger. Uh, no, two guys got on back to back singles. I, I just had it up. Anyway, Bellinger hit a home run. They brought in Andrew Miller to face Bellinger, and uh, or he had fa- he had pitched the seventh. They left him in to to start the eighth because Bellinger was coming up. Bellinger and then Grandall, and obviously Grandall was better left-handed, so. Uh, but Bellinger led off the inning with a home run to break the 2-2 tie. And then Grandall singled uh, a little bloop single to right. And that knocked Andrew Miller out of the game. And so that was his. So Miller got the loss in that game. 
and the next game, back-to-back games, and that was peak Andrew Miller at the at the peak of his powers. So seeing Bellinger, a lefty, hit a home run to break a tie off the probably the best left-handed relief pitcher in baseball at that time was stunning. He's fallen off very hard the last two years. At that time, he was him and, and well Jansen and, and there a few other guys that were top of the top of the top, cream of the crop. The Dodgers beat him in two days, so just another notch they had on their belt. That that series against the Mets, the the next day after Bellinger hit two home runs, Corey Seager hit three home runs. Uh, the Dodgers smacked the Mets 12-0, and then Brandon McCarthy pitched that game and after the game he said whatever Cody Bellinger is doing I don't understand but I think Seager got mad and decided to hit some balls out that game I remember specifically because we were on a plane back we had taken a trip to I think Philly and Pittsburgh I think it was that year uh, so we did a few stadiums, but we were on the plane back there was no TV there was no Wi-Fi didn't find out everything until we got landed i think we landed in the ninth inning and we're like oh cody bellinger hit i mean uh cory seager hit three home runs and all of that so i mean that was a, a hot time we just saw seager had a bunch in june bellinger had a bunch in june it was a uh, you know pretty much everyone had a hot month in june for the most part right jeff yeah yeah pretty much everybody uh except for you know a couple guys logan forsyth obviously was lousy most of the season uh but brandon mccarthy you mentioned him uh, the next time he started, the Dodgers also scored 12 runs and won, but it didn't go nearly as well for McCarthy. That was on uh, Sunday, June 25th, uh, and McCarthy, that was the game that he got the yips. He pitched three innings and had three wild pitches and two walks and and just kind of couldn't find it, and it was... It was really sad to see because, you know, McCarthy had battled back from a lot. He nearly died after getting hit by a, in the head by a line drive. Um, and and to see to see that fail him, you could just see the almost desperation on his face and how frustrating it was for him. Uh, but then you started thinking maybe it was something in the water because Tyler Anderson, he had two walks and a wild pitch in his two and a third innings. And then <laughs> in the eighth inning, I believe uh, – or the seventh inning. Uh, no, it was eighth. Adam Adovino, it, was eighth. it was a seventh and eighth. Adam Adovino pitched. He came in in the seventh. And uh, so Jake McGee started the inning, uh, got two outs, but then gave up a single and a double. So it's second and third with two outs. And they brought in Adovino because Barnes was coming up uh, and Adovino was kind of their, their tough reliever. And uh, McGee had pitched, you know, an inning and two thirds. And so they bring in Ottavino. He walks Barnes to load the bases. And then with Grandall up, wild pitch to score JT. Wild pitch to score Forsyth. And then Grandall strikes out. And then they go to the eighth. And so that made it seven to... That So the Dodgers went up seven to six in that uh, that inning, I believe. In, anyway, uh, oh, that's right. Uh Forsyth and Barnes scored on the second wild pitch. So so he emptied the bases with wild pitches. Then for some reason, they brought Ottavino back out to pitch the eighth. He gives up a leadoff double to Jock, then gets it out, then a walk to Taylor, a wild pitch to score Jock, and then a wild pitch. Uh, Kike ends up striking out, wild pitch to score Taylor, and then a walk to JT, 
and then a two-run homer to Bellinger, and then a single, and then they finally pulled Ottavino. All in all, Ottavino had four wild pitches in one inning pitched, uh, six earned runs, uh, three walks, three hits. Everybody who he put on base scored. And uh, my uncle was actually at that game and said he was actually standing at the bar out behind the visitors' bullpen uh, during the game and watching Ottavino warm up in the bullpen. And he said Ottavino couldn't even find the strike zone or couldn't even find the catcher's glove warming up in the bullpen. He said he knew that that the Ottavino was going to be wild because he couldn't even throw a strike in the bullpen. So uh, for as good as that Ottavino can be at times, it was one of the epic meltdowns. And uh, something else cool happened in that game with a relief pitcher, right, Vince? Yeah, right after they took out Ottavino, they brought in Greg Holland. And Kenley Jansen, who had come into the game in the top of the eighth inning, but since they got pretty much almost around the lineup, Kenley Jansen came up and he hit a double to to right center field, uh, RBI double for that. Forsyth scored and everyone was going crazy. Um, Jansen was happy. And actually, he was not the only Dodgers reliever that month to have an RBI. Pedro Baez, I don't remember which game, but Pedro Baez had an RBI walk that month as well. So... Uh, the Dodgers were rolling on pretty much all cylinders that month. Yeah, and in some somewhat telling, Yasmina Grandal was one of the only Dodger hitters. Him and Forsyth and Chris Taylor actually were the only guys who really struggled in June. And in the seventh and eighth innings, when the Dodgers went from down four to six to up twelve to six, both of those innings ended with Yasmina Grandal strikeouts. Yeah, yeah, Grandal uh, definitely. Had his ups and downs, you might say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, I think the only thing we have left, like I said, uh, the Dodgers, Barnes had a seven RBI game with two home runs to close out the or one of the last games of the month. Turner hit a home run, and that's what put the Dodgers at fifty three home runs in June, uh, record, record at the time. Is it still the record? Or did they did they break it this last? I don't remember. I don't remember if they broke it or not. Seems like they might have broken it this last year, but. You would think so. But, yeah, um, I mean, overall, June was a very fun month. Just looking back at it, you know, we talked about a bunch of games. And uh, I think the best part about all this that we've been doing is that I go back and look at some of these highlights and uh, get to relive that moment again and remember how fun it was. Yeah. And uh, I looked up Pedro Baez's his walk, his base little walk, and it was actually in a tight game. Uh, it was the bottom of the seventh inning against the Mets on – uh, June 22nd and going into the bottom of the seventh, it was tied three to three and Jock led off the inning with the home run and then ended up with bases loaded and <laughs> Baez a spot in the lineup coming up with, uh, with two outs. And I don't know why, I don't remember the details of why they decided to let Baez hit if they had used a bunch of pitchers earlier in the game. It doesn't look like it, uh, but for whatever reason, they wanted Baez to pitch the top of the eighth. And so they let him hit and he walked on four pitches. Jerry Blevins was pitching. And then right after that, Austin Barnes walked. And so by the time, uh, Baez went back out to the mound, it was six to three and he pitched and ended up, uh, uh, yeah. Pit. Anyway. So that was, that was weird that they let him hit in that situation. Uh, but a four pitch walk was, uh, I guess the best you could hope for there. <laughs> yeah, uh, like I said, everything was clicking for the Dodgers that month. But when we get into next month, it was even 
more so than before. But uh, before we do that, that's for next week. Jeff, you got any last parting comments about anything or June specifically? Uh, no, I was really glad that after I cursed them early in the month, uh, they were able to bounce back and, and dominate. And uh, other than me cursing them briefly in July, it just kind of went for a few months. So, Cool. Yeah, yeah. You were uh, the Jeff curse was only short-lived uh but yeah we will thank you for listening to today's episode we will be back on monday i might feel like tomorrow for you guys i don't know everything every day feels the same but uh we will be back on monday tuesday talking about july 2017 with guest with guest kyle farmer uh taking up a couple segments and that and then we'll get into the rest of 2017 uh please subscribe and download and listen every day if you are not on Apple, but you have Apple, you can do so on there as well. Please rate and review. We picked up a couple of straggling reviews the last two weeks, so thank you for that. Uh, but we we will always accept more ratings and reviews, especially if they're positive. Um, if you want to contact us, you can do so on social media, Twitter and Instagram at Locked On Dodgers. Jeff is on Twitter at Snydog. I'm at Vince Samperio. You can call and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text at 323-863-LOCK, 323-863-5625, or shoot us an email, LockedOnDodgers at gmail.com. We're here every weekday morning, and we hope you'll be with us when you get in your car, or if you're at home, tell your smart device to play a podcast, Locked On Dodgers. And remember, you don't have to agree, you just have to listen. Have a good one. We'll talk to you on Monday. Say D. I say D-O. D-O-D-G-E-R-S The team that's all heart, all heart and all thumbs They're my Los Angeles, your Los Angeles Our Los Angeles Do you think we'll really win the pennant? Bye!